Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Recorded live. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome to World Talk. My name is Prophetess Burgess Gordon. I am for a moment with Christ Ministries, where my senior pastor is Prophetess Lydia Bakari. We are located about 45 minutes on the outside of Atlanta, Georgia. And I welcome you tonight to a place where women can have real talk. So welcome, 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 welcome. And let me just begin to talk about Girl Talk a little bit for a minute. I see we are we loading up tonight because everybody is excited. There's a word that's coming tonight from New York City. <laughs> from my chaplain, my sister from New York City, and it's going to be it's going to be good, and I know it's going to be good, uh, but I just want to give you uh, a little bit about Girl Talk. Girl Talk is a place for real talk. God gave me this charge back, and I think we started back in June somewhere of last year. This is actually our 22nd episode of Girl Talk. We talk about all types of issues of women, the things that we go through, uh, and I, I am... We talk about it in the biblical sense of God and what God has designed for women to be, what women are and who we are in the body, who we are in our marriages, who we are as mothers, who we are as leaders. So we are strong. God said that we are, he gave us a charge to be strong and beautiful. And sometimes because we are encouraging to men and uh, the men in our lives we can be sometimes overwhelmed with the things that we have to go through. And this is why God created Girl Talk, so that we can come on the line and just be real with one another. And that's what we do. And we've been talking about on Girl Talk for the last few weeks, uh, soul ties. We've been talking about soul ties and what soul ties are and how we can get into soul ties which sometimes can be healthy and sometimes they can be unhealthy. They can be, uh, again, healthy or unhealthy. So when we talk about a soul tie, I want to kind of just give you the biblical sense of a soul tie. Uh, The biblical sense of a soul tie is soul ties are unholy alliances, perverse relationships. They're based, defined as a strong, intimate bonding relationship between two or more people. Uh, I like to use the term soul joint. Soul in the in the Greek is psychic, which means uh, mind, will, and emotions. 
And joined in the Greek is kaleo, and means to glue, to stick. So when we when we have a soul tie, whether it's a healthy or unhealthy, we are glued unstuck to that person. A healthy soul tie is centered on that which is found in God's love. An unhealthy soul tie is centered on which is lustful, sinful, temporal, and evil. So we, when we've been talking about soul ties, there's different types of soul ties. A healthy soul tie approved by God represents the bounding of two people in agape love, which is God's unconditional love, which is marriage. It could be in friendships. It could be in parents and children and other Christians. So we have to think about, you know, that just as it, it can be a healthy, it can be unhealthy. Uh, tonight, because I have... My chaplain from New York, she's a chaplain, she's a minister, she is uh, my sister in Christ, she is my sister-in-law, so I just see her, and I've seen a lot of things she's been through, so I know that she, what the topic that God has given her tonight, I don't clearly know, but I truly believe that she's going to deal with the soul ties in a Greek aspect. Because we can tie ourselves to someone or we can be tied to someone and if they leave or they you know, something happened, it might be a death or something and it and that person is taken from you, that becomes a grief in that. So I'm not gonna uh, prolong, I'm gonna kinda let her get into this because I know we only have an hour and I usually like to let the people talk a little bit after uh the speaker speaks and gives us uh, what they, the presentation that God has given them. And so I'm going to let her get into this, but I just want to open with some prayer first because I am who I am. So I'm going to pray, and I'm going to open and let her, and the next voice you hear after my prayer will be Chaplain Minister Tina Pittman. Hold on, please. Father, I thank you. I thank you for this line tonight. I thank you for the venue that you have given us to come through that we be able to hash out issues and circumstances that's in our life, God, that we as women have connection to one another, that we have a sisterly love, that we will be able to speak the things that's in our hearts, God, that we be able to hear what you have to say tonight to us, what the Spirit is saying to our spirit, what the Spirit is saying to our personal church tonight, God, that we will be able to hear your voice, and in that we will have a deliverance and we will have a healing. And God, the glory shall be given to you. So, Father, we thank you in advance for what you're going to do. Now, God, I ask you to cover the mind of my sister, Lord. Let no influence come in, but you, God, stand up in her, Lord. Let no fear take over, God, but let her be strong in who she is in you. Father, I thank you for her in advance, and we fill this prayer with the blood of Jesus. And thank you, Father. Amen. The floor is yours, my sister. Okay. Good evening, grace and peace. Um, Excuse my voice. You know, um, the spirit of evilness is trying to have me sick tonight. I came down with the flu this morning, and I said that would be my day. But that's all right, because God is greater than anything in this world. So um, I want to start with um, Proverbs. 22 to 27. Thank you. 
so shall there be life into thy soul and grace to thy neck. And thou shalt walk in thy way safely, and thy foot shall not stumble. Thou shalt lie down and not be afraid, yea. Thou shalt lie down, and thy sleep shall be sweet. Be not afraid of sudden fear, neither of the desolation of the wicked when it cometh. For the Lord shall be thy confidence, and shall keep thy foot from being taken. Withhold not good from them to whom it is due, and is in the power of thy hands to do it. Amen. Amen. So, I'm dedicating this evening. First, I'm praising God for what He's done for my life. Um, I'm gonna speak of the Book of Job tonight, hmm. and my, my topic is: What is your story, and who is your link in the Bible? Um. I, Job was a man of God. He was a man from the land of Oz, I mean, from a land called Uz, U-Z. Job was faithful, full of integrity, with a blameless life. Job was also a man of great wealth. He had one wife, seven sons, and three daughters. Okay. Wait a minute. So, um, because of his great faith, Satan was going back and forth in the world, and he wanted to find somebody to devour. So he went to God, and he spoke to God and said, "The only reason that Job is praising you and saying these things is because he has not suffered." So God allows Satan to tempt Job. Satan was allowed to do anything but kill Job. Satan's point to God is that, oh, I said that, that Job was faithful and feared God and that he hadn't lost anything. So Job was a man of great wealth. He had 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 oxen, 500 donkeys and a flock of servants, and along with his ten children. And in one sweep, he lost all of them, his wealth and his children. And then his second test, that was his first test. His second test was then Satan took his health away from him. Upon hearing the news, of the great loss, Job shaved his head and fell to his ground and said, according to Job 1, 21, Naked, I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave me, and the Lord taken away. Bless be the name of the Lord. In yesterday's sermon, my pastor, who I sat under for 18 years now, stated, that the Old Testament points to the New Testament. And we're New Testament believers. So I like to go into the new, uh, the Old Testament. And I read a lot of the Old Testament because I see where it points to a lot of things in my life, especially with Job. When I walked in a, 
Agape Love Christian Center. I was married, working at HRA, my husband, the MCA, sitting on top of the world. Almost After almost 11 years, we divorced in 2009. Two months later, I was wrongfully terminated from my job, which I did get back. Um, prior to all that, I lost my first love and father of my two sons who committed suicide in 1988. My first son passed away in 1984. His name was Terry. And my second son, Martin, died six years ago today. From 1984 to 2013, I lost two children, their dad, which was my very first family, my second marriage, my job, and my sobriety. I lost myself. This is why I relate to the story of Job and a few differences. I can admit that my first son's death took a toll on me, yet my second son, Martin, died. I remember yelling, screaming, and cursing to God to the top of my lungs. I served you. How could you let this happen to me again? Cried myself to sleep that night. The next morning, I fell on my face in prayer and tears. Repented, confessed my sins. And that is why we are granted new grace and mercies every day. While I was going through those changes, many people spoke ill of me. As did Job's four friends, they you know, tried to console him. It was Eli Fires, still dead, so far in Elihu. Now, I have never been really good at pronouncing these biblical names, but that's the best that I could do. <laughs> and um, I remember a lot of people just saying ill things, not knowing what was actually going on. And James 5.11 states, we give great honor to those who endure suffering. Mm. I'm a firm believer in, a, in the algebraic formula of a negative plus a negative equals a positive. God can take a negative situation to, and a negative experience of suffering and make it positive to your better being today. He has done that for me. I did not think that I would be where I'm at with Christ today with all the suffering and losses because it has been a very hard battle just to stay afloat and to keep faith. But I do so. I have a beautiful daughter and a grandson that I still live for. I have people's children that are not my son, but they are my son. And I can't do anything for my sons today, but I can do something and sow God into other people's lives. Um, and many times I ask myself, why me? What did I do to warrant this? What kind of pain and suffering? This kind of pain and suffering. After many suicide attacks, 
after many suicide attempts, I realized that wasn't my path. Mm. That mm. path was destruction. Jesus wept and he suffered. So who are we? We bear the cross of Christ. So we're going to weep and we're going to suffer. And in John 14, he said, I have gone to prepare a house. In my father's house, there are many places. In my father's house, there are many rooms or many mansions, and I've gone to prepare a place for you. And I have to believe that in my heart. I have to believe that what God has put on me, that is just for no reason. We can explore night with joy comes in the morning. We can shine a star today as Jesus is ours no matter what. Stop looking at what has happened bad in your life. And remember what is good. Every day that we wake up is good. Yeah. Every, every day that we allow God to come into our life is good. Now, I have a lot of bad stuff that's happened, but my life is good. With all this that has happened in my life, my glass is half full, and God made his blessing upon my glass for it to overflow today. Amen. Restoration. From 2014 to present. I purchased two cars, got my championship, a degree in theology, a degree in psychology, and I just submitted my retirement paper from the <laughs> same job that I was wrongfully terminated for. Amen. And got back for the last six years. And now I'm qualified to retire from that same job. God is awesome. And sometimes I don't understand everything and why it has happened. But sometimes now I just don't ask why. I ask why not. Understand this. If you continue to ask why, you will stay in limbo. And you will make yourself a meal for the enemy to eat off of. Because you're still sitting there asking why being stagnated, standing still in a place where you're supposed to be moving, making a difference. Now, God does say, peace, be still. But he didn't tell us, be still in chaos. And yes, it is hard to accept what you cannot change. The occurrence that slashes your knees. In Genesis 1, 2 through 3. And the earth was without form. And the darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. And God said, let there be light. We are created in God's image according to Genesis 1.27. So we can say to our situation, to our storm, to our circumstances, move, get out my way. Let there be light. 
but you're going to have to want that. This is a very difficult walk to walk, especially mm. when it has been so many tragic occurrences in our lives because I don't know one Christian that can tell me they haven't suffered anything. I don't know one. So, yes, this is a very hard walk, but it's a rewarding walk. I sit here today blessed. My life is blessed. My family is blessed. My finances are blessed. My pastors are blessed. My child, my grandchild is blessed. My friends are blessed. And that's what I have to look at today. I have a declaration, and I declare that today, Tina Belton Fitness refuses to allow the enemy to use my dark situations for my demise. I stand on the word of God, and I speak life in every area of my life and your life, too. I ask God for continuing guidance, healing, and wisdom, for I cannot do this alone. That's why I turn it over to his hand every day. This is the last of it, and then you can open up. In Job 42.10, the Lord restored the fortunes of Job when he prayed for his friends. Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Great is thy faithfulness. And though Job, he waited too, there was a passage where he was saying, where is it? Uh-oh, I lost this. <laughs> well, there was a passage where he said, why didn't you let me die in my mother's womb? Why, mm-hmm. why did you allow me to even be born? Mm-hmm. And yes. We're all going to feel like that when things and tragedy hits us. But my grandmother used to say something. What don't kill you will make you stronger. Mm-hmm. And many of the tragedies that I have suffered in a short time of my life on this earth, there is nothing that I would not change about it. Now, if I could do something to bring my kids back, sure, I would. But yet, I'm working towards a big goal today. My goal is to help the children that are out here, the ones Mm -hmm. who don't have mothers, the ones that's been thrown to the side or that their mothers have passed away and they have no mother. I'm their mother now. And just like they need me, I need them. It's so many different hats that we have to play or have to wear as Christians. If you're a real Christian, you got to know how to be a friend. You got to know how to be a mother. Sometimes you have to be a listener. And then there's the time to speak. Sometimes I don't even know which way I'm going with my walk. That's why I have to turn my hand over to God every morning when I wake up and I ask him for his wisdom and his guidance. Because I still don't know what I'm doing. All I do is believe that he has a greater path for me 
And I believe what he's doing because I've already seen what he's done. Every time he tells me to do something and I do it, it turns out right. If I put the will and I take my will back, it turns out wrong. So for whatever this message is for tonight, know that God loves you. And you're not alone in pain, suffering, or struggle. We all are going through. But there's a greater light. And if you are in a dark place, remember, your mouth is your key to open up your door. You can speak light and life into your life. Don't be stagnated about what somebody is saying to you. Because you know what? They might not know the Lord. Or they might just be jealous of you. Yeah. Be steadfast in what it is that God wants for you to do. Because we have different jobs and different positions in God's kingdom. Everybody is not a minister. Everybody is not a prophetess. Everybody is not an apostle. We have different arms, legs, feet, and heads on the body of Christ to fill. And we can't be bumping each other for that top spot because every spot on God's body is a top spot because we are all yeah. the body of Christ. Yes. So with that, I just want to give everyone the encouragement that God loves you, and he'll keep you. As long as you keep him first, he'll keep you first, and he will never leave you or forsake you. I miss my son today, yes, but I know he's with the Lord. He's in a better place than I am. I still got to fight these battles. He's resting. Grace and peace, everyone. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Uh, my sister, thank you for allowing God to use you in the capacity that he used you to speak to the people's hearts about uh, the different things of how, and you used Job, and Job was an excellent example because, you know, Job was faithful. He was faithful to God, and the enemy as of our soul, of all of our souls, that he comes after us to just take things from us. But I mean, we have to remember this, and this was the key to all of it. Are you all right, my sister? I told you, I caught you. I got the flu today. <laughs> yeah, but that's okay, because right now in the healing, we send healing virtue to your body, from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet that God will heal, deliver, and make free because of you pressing to get on this line to speak to some people that might have needed that word that you just spoke. Because as we said, if I started off with the soul ties, we can tie ourselves to things, places, people. And sometimes things happen that we have to, God will allow them to be pulled away. The, the thing, the deepest thing about what you use is that Job, God allowed the enemy to take the things from Job because he knew that Job was not going to bow down to the devil. He knew that. He knew that Job was still going to be faithful. And see, sometimes, like you said, you had a lot of things and a lot of things were taken away from you, but those things that were taken away from you drew you closer to God. 
It drew you to the place that today that you can stand on the platform you stood on today and spoke about the God that you serve. You spoke about the God that has made your life different. Yes, you've lost some things. Yes, you lost your children. And those are very close to you and very dear to you. But the key thing you said to that, they are with the Father. They are with the one that created them. And this is something that we have to learn because I'm going to go into the Greek that I was talking about. Grief. Grief is a sorrow, you know, a pain, usually from death. It usually from something that's died, something that's died in our life, something that a person, a place, or a thing. It could be a, a relationship that has died. Grief, this is what grief does. So let me give you the definition of grief. It says a deep sadness caused especially by someone's death. It, be, it can be caused by a deep sadness because you lost something. It can be a trouble or annoyance. The thing here is that when we grieve something, we have to grieve it and give it back to the Father. That's what that, that scripture that you read was about. It was about God allowing, saying he was rich. So God said, okay, he said that you're only serving him because the devil told him that he's only serving you because you have given him a good life. Let me take some things. And the Lord said, it's okay, but just don't take their life. Don't touch them. You cannot kill them, but you can take the things. See, because the God knew that once he took them and, and Job was not going to, to bow down to him, God was going to give it back to him. Now, you may have not gotten your children back, Tina, but God has given you other children. He's given you other children to minister to. He's given you other children to, to give that love that you were giving your children to. He gave you more children, and he took yours back. We don't know why he took yours, and we are not questioning why he took yours. But I do know that they are in a safer place because they're absent from the body, and they are present with the present Lord. Present with the Lord. They are present with the Lord. So they're in a better place than we are. And that's why sometimes when we grieve, we grieve because we want the person to be there still in our life and we, that we can see them. That's why we grieve. But we have to understand that, that they're only loaned to us for a time. People are only, they are, God gives them people, these are his creation. He gives them to us for a certain period of time. One thing that we are promised, there is a appointed time for death. The Bible tells us that there is an appointed time for death. One thing we're going to do is we're going to live, we're going to be, there's going to be birth, and there's going to be death. So we have to understand this is why we need to get in the place that we need to be in the Lord so that we know that when we leave this earth that we have eternal life. We have eternal life with the king, the creator, our creator, we have eternal life with him. When we leave this, we'll just leave it. Our body is left. Our spirit goes back to the Lord. When we're in Christ Jesus, we are spiritual beings. We are spirit. So when we, when the, when we die, our body stays, remains, but our spirit goes back to the Lord. This body is just an earthly tent that we have while we're here walking around. But we are spirit. We are spiritual beings. We are spirit beings. God is spirit. He created created us as spirit. So we just have to keep that in mind that there are things in our life. It may not be your children that you have to let go of. It might be a past relationship that you might have to grieve tonight. You might have to Amen. grieve a past relationship. 
You might have to grieve that you might have had a parent that was not really a parent. They was your parent. They was here. God made them to birth you. Sometimes we have parents that cannot be parents because they don't know what parenting is. But they are who God chose to use to bring us to this earth. So you might have to grieve that situation. You might have to grieve a job. You might have to grieve losing some personal things. You know, so all of us, I believe, in our life has lost some things. And tonight God is wanting to say to untie us from those things. He wants to untie us. He said because they can become soul ties. Even your children can become soul ties. This is like I started off in the, in the beginning and I said soul ties can be healthy and they can be unhealthy. You can have a healthy soul ties with your children because they are tied to your soul. Women as birthers, your, our children are attached to us in our womb by our cord, by our visible cord. You see, so we give them life. We give our children life. So when they come out of us, they are part of us. We can feel and hear and everything they breathe, we can do it. They can be a, 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 a room full of children and they're crying, but you will know the cry of your child. You will know the cry of your personal child. Out of all those cries, you could be sitting and talking to somebody and you will hear this cry and there's a room full of children, but you would know that was your child crying. Out of all the children crying, you know that's your child. You could find your child. So this is that's a tie. That's a soul tie. So when that is taken from you, it's like a piece of you going with them. It's a piece of you going with you. So this is what tonight what I what I heard God saying, uh, uh, Minister Tina, as she was talking, I heard God say that it's time to give it all to Him. He said. Release it to him. And I'm saying this for all of us tonight because I know I don't know everyone that's on the line, but I can say for myself, there's some things in my life, relationships that I've had that I need to release to the Lord, that I have had myself. So God is saying tonight that he wants us to release those things to him. He wants us to give those things to him. Put them at the feet of Jesus. All these hurts and all these disappointments, all these things that, you know, unexpected, uh, uh, unexpected needs that was not met, unhealed hurts that was never healed. You see, things that you needed in your life and situations that was not given to you, those are all things that can hinder your relationship with other people and your, in, in your, especially your relationship with God. So God is saying tonight that, you know, I can give you back double. I can give you back with the crank of one has taken. I can give you back more than you've lost. If you just trust in me tonight, I can give you those things back. As, as Minister Tina said, she lost a lot of things. But today, she said she can stand and say, I've, I've, I've regained. I've regained. God has given her back the time that she has, that was lost. He gave it back to her. He even gave her double for her trouble. And this is what God wants to do tonight. He wants to give us double for our trouble. He wants to give us back the things that we've lost. I want to give, you know, because we've got a little time, I want to see, because we've got a few callers on the call. I said, sis, you bought, you, you bought your posse with you tonight. 
I see New Yorkers on the phone, boy. They, they plugged into you. So you have great love. You got great love around you because these people plugged into call. You know, I'm a New Yorker as well, but I'm just down in Georgia. I'm a New Yorker, born in, born and bred in New York City. And I always say, That's a, I'm a Harlem girl. I said, you can take the Harlem, take me out of Harlem, but you can't take the Harlem out of the girl. So I am still a New Yorker, born and bred. So I want to kind of like open up because I know we have some callers on the line. They might have, you might have some comments, you might have some statements, you might have some questions. For my sister, and Lord, we ask that that cough come down in my sister right now and that you just keep her and console her while she's on the line and when she gets off the line. So I'm going to leave the floor open for a minute. If anybody has any comments and made some questions, they might have some questions for Minister Tina, or they might have a comment that they want to say, or they might have a situation they want to talk about. I'm leaving the floor open. Well, I guess I'd like to say something. Come on in. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you guys could hear me or not. Uh, A a lot of times I hear people saying things like, if if I could have only done this this way or that way or if something had changed. But things are the way they are because that's how they were supposed to be. And you would not be who you are if you changed one little thing. If you made a left Mm. turn or a right turn in your past, you wouldn't be who you are today. And for me, uh, uh, sometimes I've had things where I've been doing badly because of my own self or what I was doing. And then I, um, I can't hear and then uh, 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 something terrible I was, I thought at the moment something terrible happened to me but what it was it was actually it was God changing the direction of my life mm-hmm. and sometimes I need a nudge and then other times because well as my friend will tell you um, <laughs> my head is very hard so sometimes he uses a club, a brick, or puts a metal rod in my leg to let me know, hey, you know what, you were going the wrong direction. Let me just put some brakes on you and your lifestyle, and let's just simmer you down to a slow, slow-moving, uh, you know, <laughs> bicycle speed instead of you trying to race down like some kind of dragster. Well, I guess that's basically it. That's that that man. That is very. That is a good uh, observation of what God does with us, because He does have different ways that He has to deal with each and every one of us. I don't know if you have children, but each child. If you have more than one child, you know that each one of them you deal with differently. And I'm hard-headed too. So you know, I, I even as a child growing up, I had my mind to do what I wanted to do. And, I, and so it, much hasn't changed in me. You know, I, I'm getting a, I, as I get older, I get a little more mellow in my life. But God has to deal with me sometimes when I hit my head. Like you said, sometimes he might have to get, use a sledgehammer to make me get into line. 
But you, there, is a, there is a way that is the love of the Father bringing us into the plan and the purpose that he has for our lives. You see, because we don't know, uh, even with the story that she gave us with Job, he had a lot and he had all these different things. But you know, he had some wicked children. He had some children that was not serving the Lord because if you read that story, you'll see that Job always made sacrifices for his children. Because they were not living right. Every day he made sacrifices for each one of his children. Exactly. So so now, so here's the different plan that the Lord said, well, they're still not listening, so I'm going to have to take them. And so so he, he allowed the enemy to do what, what, what had to be done, but in, in the interim, he gave Job back another wife and more children. You know what I'm saying? He gave, them more, he gave him more children and gave him more than he ever had. So sometimes God has to, as the man said, that you have to sometimes go through some things in order for God to get you in the right direction, in the right path. Like I said, I wouldn't change my life what I went through to stand here to have a platform to talk to you tonight. There is things that we have to go through. There is some suffering. Jesus said he suffered. So those that follow him will suffer as well. Is there anybody else on the line that want to make a comment or say anything? Come on, New York. Don't be afraid. I got my Georgia folks. Y'all want to talk to me? We're talking about grief. We're talking about letting go and letting God. See, that's that's where the grief comes in. When we 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 have the grief, we have to let go and let God. When we when when we lose something and something is dying off of us. You know. I'm gonna say something, you know. The road has been very long and hard. Yet God has put me in a place today where I never thought I'd be. You know, um, I have a peace with God. You know, yes, I've cried like everything else this day. There are some days I'm driving in my truck and my son will just strike me and I'll be in my car driving and the tears will just flood. But then I look at the good memory and I think about his smile. You know, Terry was a baby. I didn't get to know him. He died a day after he was born. But Martin, I got to know him. I knew his character. I know all his little facial expressions from first year to 26 years when he passed away six years ago. I know all those things. And I can sit here and relish and think about the good days. And you know what? Those good days, that's what keeps me going. Some days I'll be in here and I'll be wanting to just tear something up. And I'll be like, why, why me? Because it still happens. You know, I'm human, and um, I'm not without error. But what I refuse to do, as a grateful recovering act, I refuse to pick up a draw to compensate my pain, because that makes it worse. 
And if you try to mask what's going on in your life, all you do it is treating yourself to the enemy. So I just say, you know, God is the one who's in charge of this whole plan. And it's hard and difficult as it is. Just keep your faith and your trust in him. I would never think I would be um, in ministry today. If you would have told me that 20 years ago, I would have told you to give me my cocaine, my crack, my weed, and my beer, or my vodka, or my gin, and get out my face. But this is where God planted me at. And I'm fine with that. I'm fine with anything that he is doing with me today. And, yes, this is a hard battle. I I will be 51 years old on Sunday. I am not married. I am not in a relationship with a man. I don't want to be in a relationship with a man. I need to be in a relationship with my God. And when I get it right with him, he will send my man. Oh, yeah. Yes, he will. <laughs> I tell you that he will. I tell you that he will. Uh, that is your, that's your first destiny. Sister. You know, we all have things that we still have to be healed from. And uh, you have centered yourself into the right place. In God's face. When you are in God's face, the healing will come. And everything else is the word to seek ye the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All his righteousness. And everything else shall be added. So when you seek in him and his righteousness, the way he wants you to live, the plan and purpose, the plan and purpose he has to do, then everything else shall line up. You see, because we all have plans and purposes of, that we have on our own. But sometimes you forget them to love God, he'll laugh at them. But so when you decide to allow yourself to go into him and be in him, then everything will work out for you. Everything will work out for you. And, I, you know, it, it was just a pleasure hearing you uh, talk and, and, and still at the place that you know that you're still grieving. You're still grieving for your son. And how long you say it's been? Terry is 34 years, yeah, and yeah. Martin, and Martin is six years today. Right. So there's still some, there's still a grief process that God is going through. See, because when the things first happen, we just really kind of block them out of our mind. We don't even really deal with them. We cry, but we don't deal with them. This is the time that God is dealing with you with those situations, and in a while, you're going to be able to release it to Him. And say, okay, God, you've been a good place. And you can still go on with your life. And like I said, he has surrounded you with people. Because I'm, I'm just looking at, you know, the, the, the calls that you have coming in to hear you speak on what you, what you felt that God gave you to bring on the line tonight. And I think it was a good uh, uh, thing that we have to learn that God will replace. He will replace and he will give back everything the canker worm taken from us. He will give back. He will set things in order. He will set things in order for you. I had a scripture uh, that came to mind when you were talking, and I said, well, you know, this is something, you know, because, you know, when you're talking to people about grieving, 
And about grief, sometimes it's kind of hard to talk to people about grief because they don't all see it the same way. I have a different view of of of, of someone dying or things dying out of your life because I just say, especially when it's the death of a person and I know they're in the Lord and their Lord has taken them home, their children and babies, the Lord has taken them back to himself. So I said they're in a better place than, than I am. When I have to die to things that I love so much, and I'm talking about, I'm not just talking about children, I'm talking about material things, because we lose a lot of material things. And those are the, you have to die to those things, how you feel about those situations, circumstances, relationships. You have to die to those things. So you have to be healed. You have to be healed. And the scripture that came to mind was Jeremiah seventeen fourteen, and it says, Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved, for thou art my praise. See, because you just gave the Lord a, a serious praise tonight. See, that you gave him a serious praise on how he has healed you and how he is healing you. See, you gave the past tense of he's already healed some places, but he's still healing some places. You said he has saved you, but he is still saving you. And we must understand this is a process of our lives uh, that we have to go through, that God will take us through a process in our life to get us to the place, as the man of God said, there is a place that God wants us to be. So that sometimes he has to pull off some things, sometimes he has to take some things away from us in order for us to get to the place that he desires for us to be. And we ask him, we have to let go and let God. We have to let go and let God pull us into the place. You said something your grandmother told you, what doesn't kill you will make you stronger. You see what I'm saying? But some of the things need to be killed. Some things in our lives need to die. And they need to be dead to us. They have to be dead to us in order for God to grow us into the place that he wants to grow us into. We can't hold on to something. Some things we have to let go because they don't fit into our lives. Some things won't fit into our lives. Now, I can't say that with your children. You know what I'm saying? We don't know how their lives will have turned out. Sometimes people ask me in my work as, 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 a, as a minister, they'll ask me, why would God take children? I said, we don't know why. We don't know how that child life would have turned out. It could have been turned out drastically. You see what I'm saying? So God, before he allowed the child to go through a drastic life, he took the child back home with him. So we have to understand there is reason for everything. There's a reason for everything. We might not understand it, but we must understand and trust that God, our creator, knows much better for us for what is good for us than we do for our own self. That is something that we just have to keep in mind, that he does know what's best for us. Amen? Amen. Amen. Anybody else got anything they want to kind of throw out here on the floor tonight uh, about what we were talking about? We were talking about a couple of things. We were talking about grief. We were talking about how God can replenish, how God can replace, you know, how God can heal. You know, so there's there's a couple of things that you can comment on tonight if you like to comment. Well, I thought you made a good point when you were saying things about you have to let things go. 
And a lot of people will hang on to things that they shouldn't. Um, and you have to let go of some things, even though it hurts. And it's painful, but it's for the best. And you made a point about saying the kids might have a bad life. But that's, that could be very true. There's uh, this expression about uh, only the good die young. But maybe the good died young because they didn't have a chance to really make people ho- uh, horribly miserable. Mm-hmm. So, and God knew that already, and he said, well, you know what? Um, I'm going to spare everybody, give you a short-term pain, and take this, this, this person away. That's just one example, for example. But it's also for, you know, uh, material things. You know, you can't – there's a commercial on TV they like to show where somebody's just hanging on to, like, a lead balloon or something, and he's trying to fly. You can't fly if you hold it on to that lead balloon. You got to, you know, let it go. Open your hand, you know. Something about uh, an open hand is for receiving and a closed hand is for holding on to things. <laughs> yes. You know, yes. and so you can't receive the God – you can't see the Lord – if you, if you're if you're closed minded, if you keep yourself closed in, you've got to open yourself up and you just yield and say, Hey, this is it. You know, you know who I am and you've already accepted who I am. So you're comfortable with it, I have to be comfortable with it, and I'm just gonna I'll just do as you you dictate for my life. I just sort of like go with the flow almost. Mhm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and that's that's something that we definitely have to surrender. We have to surrender and allow ourselves to be uh, allow the the spirit of God to move us in the direction that He has for us. Because a lot of times, we, again, like you said, we can try to hang on to stuff. We can try to hold on to things, and and and, and that thing, the very thing that you're trying to hold on to might be the thing that's really causing the problems in your life. Absolutely. You know? It's what's holding you back. Yeah. And yeah. You, you have to just accept the Lord as he is. And as long mm-hmm. as you're fighting with it, you're, you're never going to see it. You know, if mm-hmm. your eyes are closed, mm-hmm. you're not going to see the light. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I totally agree. I totally agree with that, that statement. I totally agree with that. You know, and I think this was the purpose of... Uh, what this was, this session was about tonight, uh, you know, because grief comes in a lot of forms, you know, people that, that see, when they hear grief, they're thinking about dying, you know, something for death, personal death of a, a family member or someone that you love, but we can grieve uh, some things that we've lost, people, places, and things. People, places, and things we can grieve. You know, so God is saying in this grieving process that we must let go. There's some relationship, and I, 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 there is relationship. And I'm going to say this, and I'm going to take a bold step out here tonight, and I'm going to tell you some of the callers on the line, there's some relationship that you're in that you must let die. Praise the Lord. There's some relationships that you're in that you must let die. In order for Amen. you to move forward in the things of God, there is some things that you have dis- you have to disconnect yourself from. You have to disconnect yourself from them. They might feel good. Praise the Lord. They might Praise feel Lord. good, but they ain't good. 
You know, my mother yeah. used to tell me everything Hello. that glitters is not gold. Is there someone that wants to make a statement there? Praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Well, praise the Lord. Good evening, saints. And I want to thank Sister Pittman for her testimony and her words of faith. And I just want to speak confirmation to what you just said, Pastor, or I don't know your title, so please forgive me. But the part about relationships that we have to God is calling us come from, I believe that because I'm in the process of separating from someone after 30 years of marriage. And sometimes, you know, you don't think it would come in you after the 30 years. But those of us that know um, what numbers mean in the body of Christ, that's a long time. But I just want to speak and just say a word of confirmation to what you just said, sis, to anybody listening on the line. That was just confirmation to what the sis just spoke. God bless y'all. Thank you, you, my sister, for giving that testimony, see, because I stepped out in faith because I was hearing it and the Lord said to speak it. You know, so I just wanted to speak it because sometimes we want to hold on to some things that God wants to disconnect us from. And what you just said, that is a lot of years of your life. You see what I'm saying? So there is going to be a grieving process there. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a grieving process, but we have to let go in order to see what the new that God has. If God is saying to you, let go, you have to let go. You see? Because sometimes, you know, sometimes things happen in life, people change uh, you go in one direction, they go in another direction. And if it's not uh, for God to bring back together, God will lose it and give you something better. Like he gave us in the scripture, Job lost his children, he lost his goods, but he, the Father gave him back all his things. Amen. You know, so just know, my sister, that God hears your heart. He hears your heart. And he's listening to your heart, you know, and he and he's there for you. Whatever you're going through in this situation, he's going to be there for you. He's going to be there to hold you. Amen? Amen. 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 I'll receive it. Amen. 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 Uh, we've got three minutes still left on the line. Does anybody want to make a statement or have any comments or anything for my sister, myself, or we just want to talk? Mm-hmm. Good evening. I'm late, and um, I'm sorry I missed the call. Uh, but personally, dealing with the grief of a loved one dying, um, I find often uh, we, as Christians, take the liberty of filling up a God space with an explanation. Um, I don't think that it is our place to tell a mother, a grandmother, a spouse, a a child why their parent died because we don't know. We can only guess. And one of the things that I think we neglect to do is to just practice the present period. And when we just sit with people in their grief and allow the spirit to minister them to to us, we can provide so much healing. But because we have such a hard time dealing with grief, we feel that we have to fill up quiet 
God moment was commentary. And I'm not saying the commentary is not accurate. There's time and places. Nothing is applicable for everything. But sometimes silence is the thing that we need to give someone that's grieving and uh, and embrace them if they're comfortable with that or just sit with them while they cry so that the Holy Spirit can minister to them. Absolutely. I agree. That 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 was a a, a statement that we all have to understand that in there are times that you don't have to speak when somebody is going through a grieving process, especially when it's fresh. When it's fresh, when people call and as ministers of the gospel, uh, a lot of times we are called uh, uh, people of God. You know, because uh, we are all ministers of the gospel if we belong to Jesus Christ. You don't have to have a title to be a minister. A minister is a servant of the Lord. And we are all should be servants of God because Jesus was a servant. So we should all be servants of the Lord. So if someone was to call on us and we found that there's been death in the family, it's not always that you have to go and start to have a word to give the person. Sometimes, like my sister just said, sometimes you just want to listen to what their heart, or don't say anything. Just sit with them. Sometimes people just want to have somebody around them, you know, and, 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 and so they can cry. You know, and I think it's always good to allow the person to have their emotions on the situation. You know, in any situation, whether it's a death of a person or a death of things, there's a grief, just like I just said to the, the, the sister I was talking to that just gave her a testimony about her marriage. You know, there's a, it's a grieving process, and that's going to be a grieving process for her. You know, so we can't shut her down and say, well, those 30 years, that, that was just, you know, that was just gone. You know what I'm saying? That's 30 years of her life. So there's Absolutely. a process there. There's a process there. My well, friend, yeah. I... Is there someone else want to say something? Because we actually did the one hour mark. If you have something that else you want to say, I'll leave it open for a few seconds to give you that well, chance to. Mm-hmm. Well, it was something that you you said that made me think of something, and about grief and being with people in grief. And sometimes um, I'll say to somebody, "Do you you want me to you want to comment, or do you want me just to sit here and listen?" Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like you said, uh, they people will say nothing they just they just want to just talk and mm-hmm. that's all they need is just a chance to just talk and just get it out of their system mm-hmm. so they can move on yes 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 and that's 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 what we have to keep in mind that grief is a place of sorrow it's a place of sorrow it's a place of losing something something that that you love that's something dear to you so it, we have to think of the process that that might take to go through it. Amen. I think calling us, Sister Valerie. Are you on? Still on the line? Yes, ma'am. All right. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> um, yes, ma'am. Tonight, <laughs> pray us out, please, so we can close. Master God, we thank you for your love, and we thank you for the gift of life and liberty and the ability pursue your will for our lives, and we thank you that you, by your Holy Spirit, provide comfort and healing in every way that we need it. 
So tonight, today, goddess, we journey through grief, whether it's from a relationship, a loved one, an employment, an opportunity, a position, a measure of health, whatever the that is that we are grieving tonight. We thank you that you're our comforter and our keeper and that you know how to journey with us. We thank you for sending the right relationships close to further our healing, and we thank you for removing those relationships that are not helpful and don't, don't do not further the cause of Christ in our life. I thank you for these courageous people, men and women of God, that have these hard conversations about grief so that we can serve you better, so that we can be made whole, and that we can be conduits of healing for others. It's in the matchless name of Jesus, who is the Christ, that we thank you for our healing and our wholeness. Amen. 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 My sister Tina, thank you so much. And my New York sisters and brothers, it was wonderful listening to you on the phone tonight and having you on my call. Made me feel like I was back at home. <laughs> Y'all have a great week. And call in again. Call in. We are Monday nights at 9 p.m. Have a good week, and may God bless you. Bye-bye. Amen. Bye-bye. Bye. Good night. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.